Welcome to the Crafting and Coffee Podcast with Amy Latta Creations. Let's get inspired. Hi friends, Amy here, and I am so sorry that it has been so long since a new podcast. I was all set to start on season three. I got one episode recorded and then things exploded. Uh, The coronavirus hit and as you know, everything here in the U.S. just sort of came to a standstill and... um, I think it's kind of impossible right now to not talk about the pandemic that's happening Um, as much as we are just desperate to get back to more normal lives. uh, This has disrupted our schedules and our plans in so many ways. I know for me, I have gotten a whole lot less work done in the last 40 days because my kids have been here nonstop. As many of you know, I have an 11-year-old boy, my little crafter, who is also a little chef, and I have our 13-year-old, a brand new teenager, uh, who (laughs) is our son from China, and both of them have been schooling from home. We've been trying to master distance learning, which is a real challenge because even though in my former life I used to be a public school English and Spanish teacher, I was never a math teacher for good reason. I also uh, have no experience with seventh grade science and social studies other than learning it myself when I was a preteen. So it has been a very interesting experience here in our house. Their teachers, I know, are trying their hardest, and I don't want to, to negate at all any of the effort that they're making or what they're doing. But The reality is that my boys don't have enough work to really keep them busy. We have two hours, two to three hours set aside in the morning where they're supposed to be doing their schoolwork. And a lot of days after about 30 minutes, especially my littlest guy comes in saying, Mama, I'm all done for today. And there we are with the whole rest of the day. So I have gotten a lot less work done than what I'm used to doing. And that includes recording a podcast. So here I am on a Sunday afternoon. My hubby is upstairs entertaining the boys so that I can do this, which I really appreciate. Um, And today we're just going to talk along those same lines of what we're all dealing with. Being stuck inside, being um, a lot of us under stay-at-home orders like we are here in Maryland, how do we proceed from here? How do we use our creativity and how do we use that to bring some hope and some joy in the midst of a situation where there's very little good to be seen? Certainly there are some silver linings like getting more family time, um, but at this point we've had a lot of family time and I would be plenty happy to see that yellow school bus (laughs) rolling down the drive. Um, So I want to talk today about seven ways that we can use our creativity during this time, and this could be by ourselves or with our kids or with any members of our family, really, uh, that we are stuck here in quarantine with, to use creativity to spread joy and kindness in our communities. It's really important, I've found, um, for all of us to find ways to stay connected, even though we can't necessarily do so face-to-face or with hugs and handshakes like we're used to. So these are some ways that I've come up with, and all of these are things that we in our family have been doing, and we have gotten so many blessings out of them. Uh, These have been some of our lifelines. I've found that creativity is kind of what's keeping me going, and the ability to share with other people to connect with them through these things that we're making and doing has made all the difference. So I'm hoping that a few of these ideas might resonate with you and you can uh, put them into effect with your own family and hopefully they will be a blessing to you as well. So the, the first idea that I wanted to share is that of kindness rocks. 
Kindness rocks are not new. They've been circulating around the internet for the past couple of years. Um, They've kind of gone in and out of popularity and been really trending. um, And they had kind of dropped off for a while and now they're back because this is a great way that we can just spread a smile in our neighborhood without a whole lot of effort or supplies or skills. So all you have to do to make the kindness rocks is just gather some rocks. You probably have some in your backyard, your garden. If not, a quick a walk around your neighborhood will probably turn up some. The key to this is actually to use rocks that are natural. Um, When I first wanted to try this project a couple of years ago when it became a real thing, I ordered some rocks and they were coated with like the shiny wax to make them smooth and pretty. But the The problem was that the coating made it so that the paint didn't stick. So what you actually want is natural rocks with no coating just out of your yard. Those are the best kind to use. And you're just going to use some acrylic or multi-surface paint and give them a base coat. Make them bright and colorful and pretty. Any color will do. And you can just use any size paintbrush to do that. And I found for our rocks that we made that one base coat was plenty. If you have really dark black rocks and you find that one coat is not enough, you can always let them dry and give them a second base coat. But for us, one coat did the trick, which is good because we're impatient. And then once they dry, you can add words, you can add little pictures. I like to use paint markers for that because it gives me control over the details and makes it able to do hand lettering and little pictures. If you don't have paint markers and you can't get any, don't worry about it. Just use a small paintbrush. Uh, you could even use a toothpick if you wanted. You can do polka dots, patterns, you can write words like smile, joy, hope all kinds of things. Um, These don't have to be your finest artistic masterpieces. We did some with hearts on them, sunshine, smiley faces, rainbows, flowers, stars, anything that is just a cheerful, uplifting symbol that's going to make somebody smile. And that's all there is to it. If you want to try to weather seal them, you can use some outdoor Mod Podge or an acrylic spray sealer over the top, and that will just kind of protect them in case they get put out in the rain. But I will say, we did not seal ours, and we still have seen a couple of them floating around the neighborhood, and they're fine, even though we've had multiple rainy days. So um, I think that you're okay if you don't have a sealer as well. And then all you have to do once your rocks are finished is take a walk and hide them, not in really difficult to find places, but in obvious ones. Put them, um, we have a community mailbox. We stuck some on top of um, different community mailboxes so that when neighbors went to get their mail, they saw them. We can um, sometimes put them in people's gardens. We put them in sidewalks near people's cars, just any place that seems like a spot where somebody would look down and see it and it would bring some joy into their day. So Kindness Rocks is the first idea that we tried. Another idea that has gained a lot of popularity all across the country is chalk art. Um, Sidewalk chalk is making a huge comeback. It's a little hard to find right now, but if you happen to have some, it's a really fun thing to do. You can decorate on your porch, your sidewalk, your driveway, and you can even carry it with you as you take a walk and you can draw a smiley face or a rainbow on your neighbor's driveway. 
or, you know, a little bit on the sidewalk in front of their house, write them a message, we're thinking of you, we're all in this together. Um, A lot of people have been doing the thing where they take duct tape or some other kind of tape and they'll tape off a geometric pattern and then use the chalk to color in the spaces and then you take the the tape back off and you have a really neat geometric pattern with these natural lines going through it. So that's kind of a cool effect as well. People have been doing that on driveways and even on windows. They've been um, painting in that style. But um, chalk art, just leaving encouraging messages that people can see as they take walks uh, for exercise around the neighborhood, um, because most of us are still able to do that, uh, that can go a long way. Another idea is that you can write and send encouraging cards. I shared recently on one of my new segments how the Cricut Joy makes that really easy with their new card inserts. If you don't have that, you know, you can use whatever supplies you have, even if it's just paper and Crayola markers. Create some cards. Don't worry about store-bought ones. Just make some. Draw a smiley face, again, a rainbow, a butterfly, something cheerful and you can send these as thank you cards to healthcare workers, to hospitals, to doctor's offices. You can send them to nursing homes to encourage folks who are feeling lonely because they can't have any visitors right now. Send them to your neighbors and just say, hey, I miss seeing your face. Another good thing to do would be to send encouraging cards to seniors that you know. If you know anyone who's graduating this year and they're missing out on their prom, their graduation, that is hard stuff. And so a little note just saying, hey, I can't imagine what you're going through. That's really stinky and I'm sorry and I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you and just want it to to brighten your day. That goes a long way. So I would just encourage you any kind of note or card that you can make and send. You can drop it off on somebody's porch. You can send it through the mail if you have some stamps. Um, But just make and send a little encouraging note someone's way. If you want to do it without having to leave your home at all and without any supplies, you can do something like the Ink Cards app where you can send a postcard right from your phone. You can upload photos or artwork and you can send it directly to grandparents or friends, neighbors, um, anybody that you like. And you can just do that all from the app. So lots of ways that you can send encouraging and heartfelt notes. Another idea um, is to create an art gallery in your windows. My kids have been creating more now that they're home, and I have too. So they've been making all kinds of different paintings and pictures and things. And so instead of hanging them on the refrigerator or on the wall, what we've been doing is we've been taping them to the front windows from the inside. And then people who walk by the house are able to see their artwork. You can tape it on the inside of your storm door, things like that. And if you happen to be involved in something like a neighborhood Facebook group, you could actually share the idea and create a neighborhood gallery walk. We did that here in our neighborhood twice so far where um, someone chose a date and they organized it and said, okay, everybody, create something, put it in your window by Saturday of this week and everybody will know that it's a good time to take a walk and to look and see what people have on display. And they also did it with Easter eggs. They asked everybody to create their own variation of an Easter egg and hang it in the window so that kids could go on a virtual Easter egg hunt. So lots of different ways. I know that that, you know, Easter is obviously passed, but lots of ways that you can display um, just things that are cheerful and encouraging, something that's going to uplift someone when they see it. 
Speaking of that, our most recent endeavor has been little felt rainbows that we've been making and hanging around the neighborhood. I actually, my most recent blog post on the website at amylattacreations.com shows you exactly how to do this. Super easy. All you need is multicolored felt, and it's okay if you don't have all the traditional colors of the rainbow. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's actually becoming a real trend right now to have rainbows that aren't traditional rainbow colors, uh, even in pastels and in more earthy neutral colors, things like that. The key is just a mix of colors in that rainbow arch shape. And so you're just going to take your felt. And what I did was I gathered a bunch of round objects. I had spools of ribbon. I had a flower pot. I had my coffee cup, um, a travel coffee mug, uh, just different things. Even a spool of thread, I think, was my smallest one. And so what I did was I just um, traced each object on a different color of felt, and then I cut out the circle, folded it in half, and cut the circle in half, which gave me two semicircles to make two rainbows. And I actually did that several times, so we ended up with a whole bunch of rainbows. And then you're just going to take the different size arches that you have and stack them on top of each other in descending order. So your biggest one is in the back and your smallest one is on top and that's going to give you a little felt rainbow. Just glue those layers together. I also cut out little teeny tiny felt hearts and stuck one on each rainbow. You could put a magnet on the back or what we did was we added hangers. I had some twine so I made a loop out of the twine and tied it and then I glued the knot on the back using some hot glue. You could use ribbon, string, whatever you have to hang them up. And what we did then was yesterday, it was a beautiful day, so we took a walk around the neighborhood and my youngest son had a blast hanging them. We hung them on people's fence posts. We hung them on trees and bushes. You can hang them on people's door handles. You can put them on windshield wipers of cars. If I would only do that if you know the person. I wouldn't go touching everybody's car. But you can find all kinds of places around your neighborhood where you can just hang them. And they're so beautiful and bright and cheerful. And it's just guaranteed to make somebody smile when they see it. Um, we keep hearing we're all in this together. And I feel like things like this are visible, tangible reminders of that. Because it can be really isolating when we're all just in our own homes. And we're putting our masks on outside. We can't see each other's smiles. We can not talk as easily as we used to be able to. Because the mask makes that more difficult. And I mean, frankly, we've been told we're supposed to treat everyone as if they're ill. And are going to make us sick. And I mean, it's hard treating your friends and your neighbors like they've got cooties and I get it I know why we're supposed to do it but it doesn't make it easy and it doesn't make it feel like we've got this great friendship going on when really we do you know when we're kind of avoiding each other so I feel like doing things like this uh, goes a long way to kind of build that camaraderie and that relationship and just say like hey we're all here um, don't give up the end is in sight we're gonna beat this together as a community, as a county, as a country. Um, another idea that I have that I've been doing an awful lot of is making handmade DIY masks. And on my website, again, amylattacreations.com, you can do um, amylattacreations.com slash blog, and that will take you to all my most recent posts. And there's two posts, actually, uh, with two different patterns for DIY face masks. One uses interfacing, and the other has a pocket in the back that you can use as a filter pocket. You can put... 
um, disposable filters like coffee filters or a vacuum bag or HVAC filter pieces, things like that inside each time that you wear the mask and then dispose of it. Here in Maryland, we are under an order to wear masks anytime that we're in an indoor public space. So the grocery store, the doctor's office, if you go, which I hope you don't have to, um, any kind of retail or any place where um, even if you're like at the drive-thru or you're getting carry out for dinner to help support local businesses, you're supposed to be wearing a mask at all times. So that really created a demand here. And there's a lot of folks that don't know where to get them. I mean, the supply has been short from the beginning, even for those on the front lines. Our healthcare professionals have needed them. So I've been making them first and foremost for my friends who are nurses and for their teams at GBMC postpartum uh, labor and delivery. I've been making them for Johns Hopkins Children's Center, where my friend Kim is a nurse. I've been making them uh, for my neighbor, Lisa, who manages a retirement uh, nursing home kind of facility, assisted living. She uh, needed them for her staff first, and then they wanted to give them out to all the patients. So I uh, have been making and donating them in those places, but now there's just members of the general public, friends and family who are desperate for masks as well. So those of us who have the ability to sew, this is really a way that we can step up and serve our community. Um, I have been doing all of mine strictly on a donation basis. If you want to charge to cover your materials, certainly do that. Um, but I personally wouldn't suggest using this to make a profit. I would suggest doing this as a way to say, hey, this is a skill that I have and I'm going to use it to serve and to be a blessing during this time. Um, so the patterns, like I said, are, are on the website as well as all over the internet. There's a million different patterns and styles that you can find. Um, lots of different ways to make these. There's not really a wrong way to make them, I don't suppose, as long as they uh, stay on your face and cover your nose and mouth somewhat tightly and uh, are using cotton fabric, I think you're good to go. Um, and then using those masks, um, we also did one last thing to try to help spread some joy and kindness, which is we created a thank you station on our front porch for delivery drivers. So we have been, like everybody else, doing a lot more online ordering. We've been trying to get groceries shipped. We've been trying to get other basic essentials and necessities, as well as things that aren't so much necessities, like puzzles and uh, things to keep us entertained and busy. Um, we've been ordering from Amazon, from Walmart. Um, I got my husband. I finally talked him into getting a fire pit, which I'm really excited about. So we can sit around and make s'mores and we can um, just have some fun family time with that. So we ordered that yesterday from Walmart. Thanks, honey. Um, and we've been um, ordering from Target.com and all other kinds of places. And so we've had delivery drivers in addition to our regular mail carrier who are often coming by the house with packages. So we created a little station that we set up on the front porch. This is also on the website if you'd like to see photos and a how-to. It's very simple though. All I did was I took a tray um, and I put snacks on there. I find actually with the delivery drivers, what they like better than anything is um, 
snacks that aren't chocolate. I thought they would go for the sweet treats. I put Reese's cups and I put um, the Reese's peanut butter eggs, caramel eggs, Snickers bars and things like that. A few of those have been taken, but what they love are like those little individual packs of goldfish crackers and pretzels. And they like the um, peanut butter sandwich crackers, granola bars, that kind of stuff, because they're hungry. They've been on the road. They haven't had a chance to stop for lunch or dinner maybe. And so they stop and pick up one of those snacks. And in addition to the snacks, um, bottled water always goes well. And they also, um, some of them may be in need of homemade masks. So I put some of the homemade masks out there in little baggies with thank you toppers as well. So that way uh, they can help themselves if that's something that they are in need of to protect themselves as they're doing their deliveries. Um, Like I said, everybody is supposed to have one. They don't necessarily have to when they're delivering because they're outdoors. But I know I would personally feel a lot better if I were a delivery driver using one. So I put those out just in case they want those as well. And then we made a sign that just says, thank you, help yourself. And It's been really fun. A few times we've been outside playing football or doing some gardening and outdoor activities when a delivery will come by. And it's so fun to see the person get to experience that little thank you station and take something. And they're just always so surprised and blessed by it. And it's really cool to see. Uh, So those are some ideas just for using what you have already around the house and just a little bit of creativity to spread kindness and joy in the midst of a pandemic. It is an unprecedented time. You know, we were just talking to my great-grandmother, or my kid's great-grandmother, my grandmother, who is 90, and we were talking to my husband's grandmother, who is 99, and both of them said that they've never seen anything like this in their lifetimes. I mean, think about it. They've lived through wars. They've lived through depression. They've lived through all kinds of things in history. Um, They saw a man on the moon. They've seen so many inventions and changes, but never anything like what we're experiencing right now. We're in the middle of history in the making and not the good kind of history. Uh, So it's definitely a challenging time for all of us and a time when we have to figure out what are we going to do? How are we going to pull together? How are we going to stay focused and optimistic? And, you know, what are we going to do with ourselves during this time that we have at home? So I hope that this gives you some ideas for things that you can do in your neighborhood. They're easy, they're fast, they're inexpensive, but you know what? A little bit of kindness goes such a long way and makes a huge difference in someone's day and in their whole outlook. So I hope that this encourages you, friends. And like I said, all of these ideas are in some form on my website. Stop by amylattacreations.com to see the full photos and the how-tos for any of the ideas that piqued your interest and just to see other hand lettering tutorials and creative ideas that you can be doing by yourself or with the kids during this time of quarantine. So I just want to encourage you friends the end is coming. I really truly believe that we are going to get past this and it's not going to be a split second return to normal but hopefully we're going to be back to a whole lot more normal soon Uh, fingers crossed saying prayers for that and in the meantime um, let's just be here for each other Uh, keep on creating keep those chins up and um, I will see you all hopefully in the Amy Latta and Friends Facebook group so that we can be inspired together 
Thanks for listening to the Crafting and Coffee Podcast with Amy Latta Creations. For more inspiration, check out amylattacreations.com.